A warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 7th of August. As many of you know, these programmes aim to introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualisation exercise to support and strengthen the planetary network. So before we go any further, let us just take a moment to come together as a group on the mental plane. And we will say together the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. Triangle's work uses the power of fo focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle. Each triangle is part of a vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet through which beneficent healing energies can pour into human consciousness. The network is created and vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful redemptive and effective tool. Every focused triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole, lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. It only takes a few minutes and it can be done at any time during the day. It's completed by the sounding of the great invocation, which focuses and releases the spiritual energies available, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and goodwill. So if you are new to the work and wish to be involved, then please consider forming a triangle. You can express your interest in forming a triangle during the webinar, just type in the chat box and hopefully others will do likewise.
If you do form a triangle, please do register it at www.triangles.org. So now let's take a moment to visualize the planet covered in a network of light. Lift your consciousness to as high a point upon the mental plane that is available to you. From this point, look out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centres of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration, symbolized by the color rose. Regard the group within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsating of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light 
and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. The colour rose, a mixture of violet and red, is often mentioned in the Tibetans' teachings. Christ is said to work with the rose and blue divas on astral levels. And in the old commentary, it says, The master throws himself under the liberating law of sacrifice into the vortex of the astral life of the one to whom our Lord relates himself with humble joy. And as the master works, there forms before his eyes a triangle of force in shades of varying rows. By his magnetic power, he concentrates the energy required then through this triangle of force, as through an open door, he sends the potency of love into our planet. Until his cycle ends, he thus must work. The Tibetan relates these words to the work of triangles saying that the function of triangles is to facilitate the work of distributing the pure incoming love energy, expressing itself as light and goodwill into the hierarchy and humanity. The Tibetan, when advising a student in his group, suggested that visualizing the color rose would stimulate the astral, astral counterpart of the heart center, both in the spine and in its higher aspect in the head center. The feeling or desire nature denoted by the color red changes hue when controlled by the mind. And when desire becomes spiritual aspiration, it takes on a rosy hue. It takes on the rose of devotion to higher causes rather than devotion to selfish pursuits. Red roses are a symbol of romantic love for another, whereas the color rose is a symbol of love for all. Spiritual aspirants are aware of the requirement for emotional detachment and the need to still the emotional nature so that it can reflect without distortion the light of the soul. Through mindfulness and meditation, we learn to stand back from the emotional nature 
and observe it from the perspective of the rational mind. And through the continual process of redirection of thought and using the technique of substitution, we gradually take control of the emotional nature so that the reds turns to shades of rose and become a useful tool in service. The Tibetan tells us that the work of Triangle's members is purely mental and exceedingly powerful. However, he says that the work falls into two categories, that of invoking divine aid, to use Christian phraseology, and then through faith and acceptance, directing the energies of light and love, which have been invoked to all men everywhere. It involves, he says, invocation, prayer or aspiration, and meditation. By means of these three methods, spiritual energies are tapped and brought into activity. By clear thinking, directed thought and mental perception, they can be made objects of human desire. Clear thinking and the ability to direct thought requires emotional detachment. However, the direction of the energy of love so invoked is more effectively distributed if the higher aspect of the astral nature is activated. We are talking here of that deeply felt aspiration to penetrate the hearts and minds of all people, to understand and express goodwill and brotherhood, symbolized by the color rose. It is the extent to which the power of love pours through each triangle, through the controlled astral nature of each participant that generates the potency and power of the work. A robe of rose are the words used by the Tibetan when talking about the sixth ray astral body of a member of his group. He tells his student that he has reached that point in his development where the rose of devotion was in no way a hindrance. It in fact simplified his life because it gave him that fixed devotion that allowed him to walk undeviatingly upon the way. He asked the student, to change his rather negative view of his sixth ray astral body and to see it as a powerful piece of equipment to be used in service. For his robe of rose would stimulate devotion in others, not a devotion to him, but instead a devotion to whatever their souls were directing them towards. There is a tendency for disciples to see the sixth ray in negative terms. For much of the turmoil and chaos we are seeing in the world today is due to the crystallization of the lower aspects of the sixth ray. That is, the materialistic and individualistic attitudes that seek to preserve the status quo and which clash with the new empowering energies of Aquarius and the seventh ray that promote sharing, cooperation and group work. It is important to remember, however, that the sixth ray is a divine ray 
and its higher aspects have an essential part to play in bringing about the plan on Earth. It's interesting to consider that many aspirants have astral bodies conditioned by the sixth ray, or if not, they will tend to have the sixth ray somewhere in their makeup. Devotion is a quality of the aspirant, for it is devotion to daily practice that keeps us on the path. It's our devotion to contacting those higher energies that evokes a response from those who wield them and brings eventually a deeper alignment with them. It's our devotion to humanity and the plan that motivates us daily to engage in the important work of triangles. Aspirants are therefore perfectly suited to working with astral matter. It is in activating the higher aspects of our feeling nature when we do triangles work that increases the potency of the work. The intensity of our aspiration to pour light, love and power into the world stimulates the flow of love and devotion, allowing us to tap into or call on the triangle of force in varying shades of rose created by the Christ. The saying of the great invocation completes this work. However, due to the regularity of saying this great prayer, there are times perhaps when we may recite it in a perfunctory way, a little automatically without fully engaging the power of the heart and the higher feeling nature. The focus on the breath, however, can help us to work with the power of the heart. Tibetan monks utilize the breath in saying mantra, using the inhalation to draw consciousness in and upwards holding it then at a point of tension before reciting the words during the exhalation. There is then a pause before moving on with the work. The stanzas of the great invocation are, it seems, perfectly formed to work with the rhythm of the breath. And so as we work with the breath, the soul, with the rose of aspiration and with the imagination, we dynamically force the energy of light, love and the will to good. That triangle of force in shades of varying rose created by the Christ into the world, which manifests in the average person as an unconscious expression of goodwill. So let us now work together with our creative visualization. Lincoln thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group.
together we say, in the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Imagine him at the center of a triangle of varying shades of rose. 
precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the triangles network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity. Healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. The mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let Pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
distribution. Sound the great invocation silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose can flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, Within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you. Now it is your time to share any comments or explain any thoughts or impressions that you may have had. So uh, you know what happens if you want to speak, then raise your hand and we will unmute you or you can type a comment in the chat box. Hi, Christine, it's Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, thank you so much. I just wanted to say thank you for this really, really lovely talk and focus today on um, this quality of devotion or the sixth ray, which is mm -hmm. a really important one. And I especially appreciate that you, you know, emphasize this idea that like all the rays, there's a higher and lower correspondence, really like any virtue, you know, it's about having it in right proportion and with mm. the with this quality of devotion obviously it can be as we know sort of misdirected and a sort of spiritual become a spiritual hurdle if mm. it's um becomes you know fanatical or if it mm. simply just becomes a means of attachment to something whereas in fact it on the other hand it can be a great as you described a great um a great motivating force and a real a real spiritual force in the aspirant's life so we can imagine in the life of humanity, of course, sort of going through that same struggle on one hand, devotion, on the other hand, this sort mm -hmm. of intense spiritual direction and motivation that's sort of beneath the surface. So anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think, like I said in the talk, this, the sixth ray and the, the ray of devotion, you know, we we sometimes sort of see it in, in kind of a negative way um, because of the problems of fanatical thinking, which um, has been a huge problem in the um, spiritual and religious traditions. But as you say, Michael, it's the higher, higher aspects of devotion that are so important to our work. And it is bringing the head and the heart into full alignment when we do this work that adds to its power and potency. Both are equally important. So I see there are a few, um, let me have a look at the chat. Thank you for all the thanks. <laughs> um, so Yvonne says, great balance for all the negative news blowing about. Reminder of our true being, indeed. It's all too easy to be dragged down by the negativity, but actually there is so much so an amazing amount of positive energy that's happening in the world um and of course that doesn't that, that doesn't hit the news headlines but uh it, it should 
And Teresa says, it's no coincidence, Rose Quartz Crystal heals the heart and lifts us into the higher heart qualities. It can protect from lower frequency energies when working with others in healing. Thank you. Yes, of course, the Rose Crystal, Rose Quartz. Does anyone have any comments? Maybe want to speak? Yeah, we have a hand raised here, Christine Bradberg. Okay, Brad. Please speak, Brad. Okay. I hope that um, all of us who may possibly have um, the sixth ray as part of our nature, especially here in the States where it's the personality ray, will be open to that possibility. And if so, to embrace the higher qualities of the virtues of the sixth ray, and not just devotion, but idealism. And idealism doesn't need to re remain as abstract idealism uh, if we have a way to, to ground and, and use that energy. So I just think it's really important to focus more on the virtues of the sixth ray and to embrace and, and use that energy for, for service work if we can. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because um, when you study the rays in more detail, which we do as part of the Arcane School um, course, you come to understand which rays condition your mental body, your astral body, your uh, physical etheric, and then there's a ray an in, for the integrated personality and an additional ray for the soul. And so we're each and every one of us um, uh, centers of various rays that are working through us. Um, and it's interesting that many aspirants have the sixth ray as, as quite a dominant factor in their uh, makeup. Um, and that is the reason for that is it is so important to the work that we're doing, which is we are working on behalf of humanity. And that requires a depth of devotion um, because we work subjectively we work in the background we don't necessarily see the results of our actions and yet we we continue on we labor daily um, striving to raise our own consciousness and raise the consciousness of humanity in order for the plan to come out to to to, to be expressed on earth and that is work that re requires perseverance, commitment, and devotion. And of course, devotion is that part of the uh, astral energy that helps us keep us persevering and keeps us on the path. So we need, we need that energy. It's important in the work that we do. I hear, see Wendy, you've got your hand up. Would you like to 
that's it. We're lovely to hear from you. Oh, hello. Hello, hello Wendy. Thank hello. you. That was very inspiring. And I noticed that you had um, mentioned about sometimes the work being perfunctory. I think that's the word you use, which mm. I think is a great word. <laughs> and it's really just that what I find found inspiring about everything you said is bringing it back to the heart. And like you said, it is very the work we do is mental, but you need the heart as well. And I know sometimes I come up against that where I feel I'm just doing it because it's more of a duty. Mm. You know, I have to keep or we have to keep reviving the work, resurrecting the work. And so... The, the idea of the different shades of rose is very inspiring. <clears throat> so, yeah, thank you. It's great. I'll take that with me this week. Thank you, Wendy. I mean, we, we all have very busy lives. We have often have daily meditations that we do anyway. We have our triangles meditation at 12 o'clock we have the um, noontime recollection at five so we are constantly aligning we're constantly um, saying mantra and sometimes the words sometimes we're in a hurry <laughs> and we're like yeah. oh my goodness it's uh, five o'clock and we need to get this done yeah. and just taking a moment to, to step back and say Let's do this with our heart. Let's do this properly. Um, it's so important. Um, and it's so easy to sort of get out of the habit of, or we get into the habit of, of saying the words without stepping back and reminding ourselves that the words are all the more potent if we live those words, if we feel them. Um, so, yeah. So thank you, Wendy. Thanks. I think Bart wants to say something. Would you like to unmute yourself? Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hello, Christine. Thank you for that beautiful talk. During the meditation, I had a, <laughs> a wonderful vision of, well, there's a new appreciation for what the rose color means mm -hmm. coming through you and, uh, we are in the triangles, and for some reason, the Christ at the center of the large triangle of the avatar of synthesis, the Buddha, and the peace equilibrium avatar brought the three colors out. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Buddha's golden light, the love of the rose heart, mm -hmm. and the will would be the steel blue color and uh the background for the <laughs> for the speech here is the sunset or the sunrise leo mm -hmm. is by the sun these three colors are right in front of us mm -hmm. every morning and every night mm -hmm. and uh i don't know and on the screen at the moment on the screen <laughs> that's that's what i was 
yeah. referring to, but I wasn't yeah. looking at the screen when this, <laughs> this occurred. It had to do with yeah. the flamingo and the new color created by the blending of these three. And of course, mm -hmm. we know that colors are associated with the rays mm -hmm. and uh, the higher <clears throat> the higher level of each ray in that blend, of course, is the love of Christ coming through the sun at the set in the morning and the rise in the evening. <laughs> I said that backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, Leo in the sun and the electric fire and the soul love and fire by friction. And it's all very much connected and beautifully synthesized. And uh, anyway, thank you for the beautiful <clears throat> inspiration to aspire. <laughs> and uh, there you have it. Thank you. Thank you, Bart. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's lovely to consider those colors. A color is, well, the sort of meaning and sim symbolism of color or the, what the color actually is veiling is in the process of revelation. There is so much not yet known. Um, and so, and we, working with color in meditation, we, we see, sometimes we see color and we relate color ourselves to certain states. And it's also important to note the colors that we see and how um, the qualities that we see in those colors, because that's all part of striving to understand and bring down a, a deeper understanding of what color truly symbolizes. So thank you, Bart. Let me see if there's any more messages. Um, Lois is saying, um, I'm not sure what the color of rose is. Um, if you look up rose, the color rose on the uh, color wheel, and Rudolf Steiner also has a color wheel, it's all the shades between um, rose, um, sorry, red and violet. Um, So there's all all this little deep pinks. Christine, just to comment briefly on that, um, mm -hmm. I was I was reflecting on the I don't know what the what the was originally meant in the phrase shades of varying rose. Mm. How many how many different shades was really meant in that statement? But mm. there is perhaps an infinite number of different shades, you know, mm. between those two colors, just as there is an infinite number of uh, infinite divisibility of all things in, in a sense. And I was just thinking this great sort of, uh, some people may not know, but the, the seven rays are these great archetypes, these great lives, which, which condition all things. And in fact, they're the, from the creation of the universe, the for sort of the, the seven original lives from which all things proceed, you know, those are, those are the, those are the initial archetypes of the seven rays. It's like very, very, exalted cosmic um things 
And I can imagine, you know, this triangle before the eyes of, of the Christ, just having this incredible diversity of different shades of color and perhaps, you know, all the different lives in, in almost infinity of, of, of tiny lives, which constitute that, that greater ray life perhaps are included within that, within that shape. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with, with you and with the group. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's when you when you actually start to think about the varying shades. I mean, on the color wheel, wheel there's I don't know, there's nine specific shades of rose. I think it was nine. It might be more. Can't remember. Um, but again, there those can presumably be split out further and further and further, which just makes you sit in complete awe at the the beauty of of the of the world not just of the material world but of the world that we're trying to access the subjective world mm. because the colors within the subjective world world are supposed to be so much more lighted and translucent and vibrant and intensely beautiful than we are able to see with our physical eyes so um you know your your idea of this incredible number of varying shades of rose that are there on the subjective realms that are for us to find when we when we learn to travel that way it, it's um yeah inspiring There is another hand raised, Christine, from okay. uh, Sam. Sam. Sam, would you like to unmute? Um, yes, hello. Um, wonderful, wonderful talk. Thank you so much. Um, what came across so strongly in the meditation? And I went very quiet afterwards because it just needed to... Um, you have some beautiful... Um, words put forward towards us and you almost sort of go oh, i'm stumped <laughs> but now i re remembered you know what came to me is that the the violet and the red is blended together by the sort of rose or i suppose it's sort of magenta and it makes the the rainbow a circle or a spiral a next turn of the spiral um so yeah yeah just wonderful thank you oh thank you sam um it's interesting because the rays apparently we we come sometimes assume the rays are pouring down in sort of straight lines like a rainbow but actually that's not the case at all they they are spiraling colors that intermingle with the rays of the um the colors of the uh, material various material planes um and so it's hard to imagine, isn't it, how these these rays intermingle with the uh, the the layers of material worlds. But something that's worth trying to imagine, I guess, to encourage our visualization and imaginative skills. 
Wendy says, can someone comment on indigo in relation to rose? Well, indigo is the color of the second ray um, and rose of the sixth and the sixth and the second are on the same love line. So um, there is a link there, obviously. Rose also looks rather nice next to a, a indigo. <laughs> they complement each other. Indigo is sort of a dark bluey violet, so you could say that there's the, the mixture of violet and and um, red and that violet is moves into indigo. There's a lot to think about. And I think that's what's so interesting and wonderful about color is that there is so much to explore, so much to meditate on and draw down a better understanding of color because it's not even clear, although the, the Tibetan gives sort of um, various colors in relation to various rays, um, it's not always clear because he said that sometimes different colors are used um, depending on, well, actually as veils. So some, uh, you know, orange can be for the mental plane, but also for um, the fifth ray or um, sometimes they would use indigo instead to denote it. So um, obviously the color that streams out from the original source will be one color that then is presumably a different color on the soul plane that's then different again when it hits the etheric, which then has perhaps a different again color when it hits the material physical substance. So all of these things need thinking about and pondering on and meditating on and all, all the time we do this, we encourage, we're sort of demanding, if you like, invoking um, the higher powers to, to, to send more information with regards to the actual true nature of colour. Okay. I see, Brad, you've got your hand up again, or is, Brad, did you want to speak? No, it's just a hand left. Yes, thank you for recognizing me again. I just wanted to okay. mention that there's a fascinating section on color in the book, Letters on Occult Meditation by mm. AAB and TK. Mm -hmm. Yes, you. yeah, thank you. And uh, you can read it many times and still find that there's so much more <laughs> that we need in terms of color so much more that hasn't yet been revealed anyway thank you so much everybody for um contributing today and for your work in meditation and uh, we'll just take a moment now before we end this webinar
Thank you, and uh, we look forward to working with you again next week.